Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be joined by trust expert Scott Baradell from Idea Grove, where he is the CEO and founder Idea Grove helps its clients secure trust at scale through its unique grow through trust approach. Scott is established authority on trust, the editor of the online publication Trust Signals, as well as the author of the upcoming book, Trust Signals, Brand Building in a Post-Truth World. Scott, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Let's go back in time a little bit. What inspired you to become a trust expert, especially in the world <laughs> of marketing, where we're not famous for being that trustworthy? Well, maybe that's maybe that's exactly why. You know, even worse is uh, you know maybe PR. When if you associate PR with uh, publicists and uh, you know kind of Washington spin doctors, that's a lot of the the public uh, association. But the reality is that you know I come from the world of journalism and then moved to to PR and and PR started you know a hundred years ago with a guy named Ivy Lee who was helping. Uh, railroads and and other big monopolies that are about to get broken up during the progressive era to you know actually talk to people the public before these things happen so they could understand these corporations better they used to kind of disregard the public uh, public opinion and pr really served as an important role and has ever since in terms of you know you know having that dialogue and it doesn't work without trust Absolutely. How did uh, Trust Grow? Uh, how did Idea Grove get started? Well, I had been um, a journalist for six or seven years, and then I went into corporate communications, mostly for tech companies, for a long time. Um, I decided to go out on my own. I didn't really have an ambitious to, ambition to be a big entrepreneur and form a company. I just wanted to to work for myself instead of a have a boss. Um, but after a few years, I decided it might be uh, interesting to see what it was like to to try to grow it and sign the lease and all that. So um, it, one thing just kind of led to another. I wasn't one of those those folks who was like opening lemonade stands and wanting to be an entrepreneur from the time they were 10 years old. It just kind of naturally evolved over time. Well, the longer version of that story could be also in a book somewhere. Um, what inspired you to write the book? Well, you know, I um, when I left my last corporate job, one of the reasons I had left a, a big traditional media company, and I felt like um, 
traditional PR and traditional media both were kind of missing out on some of the changes that were happening. And that at the time, this was 2005, the big thing was the beginnings of social media and blogging. And so the first thing I did when I started an agency was, was to blog. And what I found is, is all these different things happened that began to be called digital marketing and inbound marketing. I saw it as being really what should be extensions of public relations because it was all about creating organic and authentic relationships as opposed to buying them through advertising. And yet little by every in every case, some other field like SEO, online reputation management, take your pick, they all came in and kind of took these pieces and still left public relations with just media relations. And I thought, you know, why is this happening? And so the book is really a reaction to that where I said, you know, PR allows itself to be painted into this corner where we're just about media relations. And, and I had a broader way of thinking about it and always had. Finally, after being frustrated for many years, I decided to kind of put my ideas all into this book to say, hey, you can be more than a publicist. Um, there's more here that from the beginnings of PR, it was set out to be, and we've allowed the profession to be limited in a way that not only is not good for public relations people, but not good for their clients. Absolutely. And we're very grateful that you took the time to put it all down on paper. Now, subtitle, your subtitle is Brand Building in a Post-Truth World. What does post-truth world mean? Well, post-truth world is, you know, comes from uh, someone who wrote an essay during the first Gulf War in the early 90s, where he was noticing that despite the fact that the media was not really allowed access to, to report truly on what was going on, um, they didn't seem to mind. And he said, uh, you know, in Vietnam, uh, journalists had free access to Saigon and were, you know, were, were documenting everything that was happening. But of course, that reporting ended up being really traumatic for the American public. It led to protests and ultimately us leaving that war. Um, and and so T Steve Teschitz, who wrote this piece where he coined the term post-truth, said, it's like we've freely decided as a free country to accept uh, this kind of post-truth reality that everything's fine because we don't want to be confronted with the bad news. And that's kind of the way it is today, where whether it's bad news or good, we all are able to just get the news we want and not see any of the news that we don't want. We we control our feeds to the extent we don't directly control our feeds. All the algorithms uh, are, are directing us to see more and more of the same. So you, and so in, in a post-truth world, that obviously prevents a lot, presents a lot of challenges for brands because, you know, you've got to figure out which of the all these kind of cubby holes of of truth or different peoples or different audiences truth where do you fit as a brand or else you could be you know communicating um, the wrong message to the wrong people might have nothing to do with your product but it might damage your brand just the same if you're not matched up and aligned you are right there for sure so the opposite of that is a trust signal i'll give you credit for coining the phrase if no one else does what is a trust signal and why are they so important? Well, as is defined in the book, it's it's online evidence points that make you 
connect with a brand or, or person. So it, it's, Trust Signals came from the world of e-commerce and it was meant something very tangible, which was things like a better business bureau seal on your website or a Norton security seal saying, it's okay, you can put your credit card information here. That's what the, the term Trust Signals was coined in, in the late 90s, in the early days of e-commerce when people were like, can I give my credit card on a website? It was like that. But the more I thought about it, I thought that really applies not just to tangible things like a, a trust badge or seal on a site. It's really all the things you see online that make you either trust a brand or person more or less. Um, and so I, I started to think of these as kind of like breadcrumbs, if you want to go back to Hansel and Gretel, that, that you find these little breadcrumbs of trust, these online trust signals that lead you step by step towards a website where hopefully that if that's doing a good job of, of earning your trust, you'll eventually make a purchase or do the action the brand wants you to, to make. So it's just kind of a way of thinking about this. you got this vast universe of stuff going on online. And for brands, it can really get overwhelming. Like, what should I be doing? So I said, well, let's just organize it around figuring out what are those pathways that you want people to take to come back to your website, come back to your brand, and what action you want them to take when they get there. How can implementing a plan of trust-based marketing through the signals you're suggesting in the book, how can that impact a business? Well, very dramatically, uh, because particularly, you know, we work with mostly mid-sized companies, not necessarily small businesses. We don't really work with small businesses, but small businesses deal with this too. All businesses do, but the mid-sized companies that we work with, I can tell you, we work in B2B tech, and it's only been the last couple of years that they suddenly realized, oh, we have to pay attention to review sites um, because people aren't listening to analyst firms anymore to, to decide what technologies to buy. They're looking at review sites. Oh, we have to look at what people are saying on social media, these influencers or creators. We Oh, but there's also media coverage that we need. Um, uh Oh, uh, do we need these, um, you know, endorsements from partners? Uh, what what about case studies? There's so many things. Also, how about the 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 fact of uh, wait? Do our here's a media source or here's an information source? Is this one that is meaningful to our customer base or is it considered fake news to our customer base? So many variables. So how it can be so impactful for a business today is it helps you to say, you know what? Let's start by figuring out who our audience is, what sources of information they value and trust, and start with prioritizing based on that where I spend my time. You know, for most companies, there might be, look, in B2B tech, which until a few years ago didn't really have much out there in the way of review sites, there are dozens now. You can get a review, you can find a review site that's just about vegan ice cream today, everything, right? So if there's a dozen different review sites, for me as a B2B tech company, how do I figure out which ones I can spend time on? I can't I can't put a presence and ask all my customers to put reviews on a dozen different sites. They're not gonna do it. You can't ask that. So that's just one example of figuring out, I better figure out which review site really matters. I better figure out which media source really matters. I better figure out which creator or influencer really matters. Because if I don't, I'm just blasting a bunch of stuff out there that's not going to have any impact. So that's why it's so important because it allows you to prioritize and focus. Absolutely. Now, what are some of the most common misconceptions about 
getting your brand to be viewed as more trustworthy that you're running across? Well, I, I can tell you in PR, there's this false, um, uh, the PR has played itself against advertising for so long that there's all these things that, uh, there's all these um, ideas that are very outdated today. So just as one example, um, many PR people feel that if you have to pay for anything, it immediately loses all credibility. So for example, PR people, most PR people do what they call influencer relations, as opposed to marketing people who do influencer marketing. What's the difference? Many PR people feel like, oh, I can't pay an influencer because that's not right. Well, yeah, if you're paying a reporter for the New York Times, yes, that's unethical. But for an influencer, their, their following understands that this is their source of income. Where else are they going to get their money? So it comes down to not paid or unpaid, which is the old dichotomy, but trusted or untrusted. So if if that is a if that influencer knows that it's gonna he's going he or she is gonna lose their audience if they don't only promote products that they truly believe in, then you know this is not an influencer that that's gonna have a sustainable um, uh, influence and sustainable presence. So that that's that's the kind of thing that. Um, it's just kind of old fashioned thinking that can really hold you back from having the kind of impact you want for your, for your clients or for a company. I, I think you are hundred percent spot on there. You've achieved so much success, not only for idea Grove, you've grown quite a team, but for the agency, the, the company's clients, what's your biggest challenge now? Well, the biggest challenge is I think, um, you know, we're still dealing with the fact that um, although I think we've got a great model here, that's an integrated model, um, perceptions have to change. I mean, what, what I'm really trying to do with the book, big picture is to redefine public relations in a way that it hasn't been defined. And so it's almost like building a brand from scratch, you know, it's kind of building a new brand for public relations um, we don't have an unlimited budget. We can't buy a Super Bowl ad. So how do you, um, you know, enlarge the idea of what PR is and what it can do? And that can really only be done by disciplined, repeated, you know, that kind of ruthless consistency of taking that message out there. That's where we go for here. It's not always easy because I've been talking about this for a while now. And sometimes I'd rather everyone just got it and agreed with it. I didn't have to keep evangelizing it, but you know, that's not how the world works. Absolutely. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? Um, I like the idea that I'm, I'm taking all the different things I've learned over the years and the frustrations I've had over the years and I'm trying to take all that and turn it into something positive and and something you know I just was speaking to students at uh, at Texas Christian Uni University last week and um, also uh, Texas Tech it, it it's a great feeling to think that you could potentially open some eyes and you know, expand some horizons for students and people thinking about, uh, you know, the impact they want to have and what they want to do in the future. That makes a lot of sense. For our listeners and viewers who want to learn more, where is the best place for them to go learn more about Idea Grove and get a copy of the book? 
Well, Idea Grove is ideagrove, like an orange grove.com. And that's the agency if you want to find out about our services. And we have a blog there as well. Uh, but there's also trustsignals.com. And that's exclusively about the, the content and ideas of the book. And um, it's we're currently excerpting the book there. We're going to be excerpting the audio book there next. So if you're not sure, or if you don't want to go spring to buy the book, you can get a lot of good content from the book at trustsignals.com. All right. Well, we know your time, again, is incredibly valuable. We greatly appreciate you spending some of it with us. This is Seth Green, who's been here with Scott Baradell from ideagrove.com. The book is Trust Signals, Brand Building in a Post-Trust World. Scott, thanks again for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We will talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.